Tom Hannafin joining us. Tom, thanks for holding on. We it's, It was just a weird moment. We're sitting here waiting for you, and Amon Green popped in, and we're like, well, it's Super Bowl week. Got to take the running back. Yeah, I don't feel uh, bad at all. That's Amon Green. Yeah, if he goes into the Hall of Fame, yeah, I hope that's the best for him. So, yeah, I'd have taken the Amon Green call, too. So I don't I don't blame <laughs> you whatsoever, but I can uh, – you'll forgive me. I just found out that there was a visual element to this, and I was not prepared for it. But I can see that you've got a fabulous NWO-style T-shirt on there, and uh, whoever is a fan of arena football, my dude – like, I have been a fan of arena football for years. Uh, the Philadelphia Soul once upon a time. So, like, you're speaking my language. I'm already very happy. I'm going to I'm gonna say something that it feels weird saying out loud to a guy as accomplished as yourself. I am the team president of the Albany Empire, the reigning Get out of here. No, you're not. and NAL champions. I am. I, uh, it, it helps to have a buddy who bought the team. But, you know. Oh, uh, okay. yeah. That's yeah. awesome, though. <laughs> a 20-year radio career transitioned into non-traditional media and now president. So, yes, this is what we're dealing with today on the I show. still hang out with guys, which is, you know, <laughs> just shows you my, my still have bad taste. Uh, and, and nothing to do, like me being a grown-up, a, a Michigan fan, had nothing to do with me not taking you right off the top, you know, as, uh, as you, are the, you are the man. Yeah. <laughs> the host took another Big Ten guy in Amon, but, yeah, I see what you're doing. I appreciate right. it. Well, the host of Pater on, on the Believe Podcast Network, you know, you, you talk a lot of great uh, Penn State stuff and, and and everything and Penn State's an interesting program because Franklin's a guy that you know Frank Lee I expected to see you know get more buzz and didn't get it in the NFL which I guess is good for you guys but what do you think about that as we see all these the controversy with head coaches in the NFL and not seeing more Franklin I think he played the game very well especially within the last two seasons he's you know obviously the pandemic's been a gigantic factor for so many different companies and sports franchises around the world um he's 11 and 11 uh, in the last two seasons so that's not good uh obviously that's not the expectation by penn state football fans so i think he did a really good job of playing the game kind of the way that jim harbaugh has been trying to do with the university of michigan and that he made it seem like oh he could go to lsu or usc or might even have flirtations with the nfl and he got himself a 10-year contract extension for 80 million dollars so I think he just played the game very well. And the old adage, you know, don't hate the player, hate the game. So he, we would like to see him get a better product out on the field. And I think that is kind of what he's after ultimately. And that's what this big contract extension was. And I phrase it on Pater as a stimulus package. So now we as fans are like, okay, let's see what you can do. Tom Hannafin with us right now. And Tom, as a Michigan fan to a Penn State guy, you guys happy or sad that Harbaugh's staying in Michigan? You know what? It's it's odd because at first when he was leaving, it was like, well, obviously Michigan just got to the, the greatest heights that they uh, have under Harbaugh. So for him to leave, it's kind of like, oh, that all of that might disintegrate. And then you get the word that he's coming back, and that sounded good on paper. I don't know exactly internally what happened, but obviously with your offensive and defensive coordinator bailing out, a number of recruits now bailing out because of that, there apparently was a significant lack of communication inside that football team. And I don't know exactly what happened. We may never know exactly what happened. You know, Gaddis was out there publicly talking about, um, you know, or not publicly, he texted some of his own players saying, Promises were made and they weren't kept and there was no miscommunication. Maybe he thought he was going to get the job when Harbaugh was leaving. Maybe Harbaugh was just using the Vikings to try and get more out of Michigan. So I don't know exactly what we're going to get out of the Wolverines in 2022. Is it going to be a duplicate of last season? My gut says no. Uh, and that would be a real shame because they built something good. 
Penn State, like other college football traditional powers, they're in an interesting spot because they might truly benefit from an expanded college football playoff, a bigger college football playoff. We might want the marquee names. Where do you feel that the future is heading? Do you want to see more teams in the playoff for the future? I would love to see that just because I think every year we talk about teams on the outside looking in. Uh, Penn State, especially, I believe, got snubbed in 2016 when they won the Big Ten title and then got leapfrogged by Ohio State. So there's been a plenty of those circumstances that have come up. And we all see the group of five teams, you know, uh, like Cincinnati came up and surprised a lot of people this year. And that was a great story. Uh, and then they get smoked by Alabama. And it was like, OK, you know, you kind of expected that to maybe happen. But then obviously Michigan had a rough outing against Georgia. So it's virtually unpredictable. Uh, I, I just want to avoid big games on these platforms that just turn out to be blowouts. You know, you saw some brackets that were maybe eight teams or 16 teams and you're getting like Wake Forest against Alabama. And you're like, let's understand there is a gigantic gap in talent between the top four teams in the country and the top 16. It's a big leap, and especially with NIL coming into play. Look at the way Texas A&M is loaded up. So I personally would love to see more because it would make these games mean something. Traditionalists are going to be like, well, it's a bowl game. You should be happy about it. No, like, like let's be real honest. These players are departing for the National Football League because they know the game doesn't mean anything. They know they can't win a national title. Maybe they stick around a little longer and you get the stars of these teams playing a few extra games if they have the incentive to do so. See, what I, what I love about this conversation is, like, you know, arena football, college football, you know, pro, you, you feel like the kind of guy that if, if you know, six-on-six six kids are playing football in a parking lot, you're breaking it down a little bit. <laughs> yeah. What's the storyline? What's the thing that you see in this year's Super Bowl matchup that's got your interest peaked the most? I think it's a cliche approach, but it's going to be uh, an offensive line against a defensive line and who wins in the trenches and that sort of mentality. I, I think it comes down to the Bengals offensive line against the Rams defensive line and more importantly, their front seven. Uh, we've all seen through the playoffs how the Cincinnati offensive line has struggled. Obviously, the game against Tennessee, glaring, nine sacks given up. Joe Burrow had a rough day, but still led them back to a win and even the game against the Chiefs a lot less sacks obviously but he still was running around for most of that game uh this is a very good front seven for the Rams um I still expect both teams to score a fair amount of points I believe the over under was something about 48 at the last time I took a look at it so I could see it going over that um I do expect Cincinnati to be competitive with LA I really don't expect this to be a blowout but I do think that front seven is going to make things very very complicated for Joe Burrow and company. Uh, Burrow's going to have to get the ball out quickly along the perimeter of the defense and just kind of keep that front seven guessing and moving away from the ball. Like athletes in whatever sport it may be, when they make a change in their career, people ask, are you going to come back? Are you going to do something different? It feels like the world of pro wrestling is like that. Whether you're a broadcaster, a wrestler, a manager, people ask what the next step is for you. People may know you as Tom Phillips from WWE. You're now a part of Impact Wrestling. Take us through what your new role is here with Impact Wrestling. Impact's been great, man. Uh, it was such a good opportunity that came up for me because uh, leaving WWE was very difficult. It was very emotional. It was, you know, I, I got hired at 23 years old. Uh, I, I you know, it was really the only professional world that I've ever known. So to go to another company where I was welcomed, a lot of familiar faces, a lot of new faces, of course, it's just been fantastic. Uh, Impact Wrestling is just a different product, ultimately, at the end of the day. I think not enough people are giving it their attention, and they should. Uh, this is a very good wrestling show with a lot of talent that is worth people's time. 
I've enjoyed it. The schedule's been good for me. The people above all have been outstanding and it's what makes me really happy to be a part of Impact. So it's just fun, man, because you said like I was Tom Phillips, which isn't a real person. So now <laughs> I get to be myself and I'm discovering what that is. And that's a, that's daunting in a lot of ways, but it's just, it's so much fun. I'm glad I've gotten to do that alongside uh, D'Lo Brown and now Matthew Raywalt. It's just, it's been a blast so far. I know you said it in passing, but let's not underestimate the comment you said of you got hired by the WWE at 23 years old. Tom, that's unprecedented for a broadcaster. <laughs> you have a, a, a monster resume. You're basically fresh out of college and working for one of the biggest companies in the entertainment world. Yeah, I got I got extremely lucky. Uh, I, I was not that was not lost on me at all. Um, I was you know I graduated from Penn State in 2011. Um, I was working for uh, a Division three school, uh, Juniata College in Central Pennsylvania. Shout out Huntington, uh, and I was making 50 bucks a game, calling men's and women's basketball, and then a couple of football games. And then this opportunity with WWE comes about, and I you know apply. Ironically, the guy who did my audition is now my executive producer, and Josh Matthews. So, you know, it's a small world and it's just been a wild ride. I got to see and do so many things that I never would have expected. I don't think there's any other form of entertainment on the planet quite like professional wrestling. And it's been really cool because now post WWE, my schedule's freed up a little bit and that I have a Penn State football podcast. I'm pursuing other things in terms of uh, play by play in conventional sports. Uh, being able to have wrestling as part of my life is so much fun. So it just, it just opens things up. I, I got really lucky really early. And now because of those skills that I learned over about nine years, I'm really excited to be an asset to a lot of different places. Oh, cut out a little bit. Hopefully, hopefully pop right back in. Tom Hannafin with us right now. He hosts the, the podcast pay dirt on the believe network. And, um, Tom, are you are you back? We lost you for a hot second. Yes, I was getting a call and I'm not taking it. So oh, <laughs> sorry about that. No. Green. Well, <laughs> he's calling everybody, everybody. Just randomly. I had to tell you this stuff because you and I are the same age. I'm going to share this with you on social media as well at Tom Hannafin on Twitter. Uh, we're the same age, and back in 2013, yeah. So Gaz looks like a total schlub. I, I look like a, <laughs> in 2013. I was just you know following the market. I left you a comment that said. Hey, uh, what's your best advice for hey, your you broadcast? No, no, I didn't roll in his DMs. I said, what's your best broadcast advice for your career? And to think about that, that you said, hey, get as most experience as you can and do whatever you want. And then I wrote back, hey, if you ever need another Tom in the booth in the WWE, let me know. That was so that was move. my line. I that thought was that was move. slick at 23. Uh, thank you for responding. And if you have any other broadcasting tips here nine years later, let me know. Wow, uh, that's amazing. Uh, I'm so glad that I didn't say something dumb. Uh, <laughs> no, that's, great. That. <laughs> that's great. I guess my biggest piece of advice is just continue to put out merchandise that has a wrestling theme because there will be people like me that see an NWO style shirt and they're like, yeah, I'm all right with these guys. And more importantly, an Albany Empire hoodie. And I never thought I'd be speaking to El Presidente. This is amazing. <laughs> well, you know, don't, don't, don't be afraid to go to AlbanyEmpireNAL.com and order yours today. Uh, <laughs> always working. Always working, Tom. Well, it's, it's, it's funny because so guys is the bigger wrestling fan at this point in our lives, but I went to high school and played lacrosse with Bobby Fish. Um, wow. and, and I worked with Dalton Castle. So hmm. like, you know, Bobby Fish is over at AEW. Dalton Castle, when our, when, when Ring of Honor shut the doors for a little while, he's kind of out doing independent stuff. Can you tell somebody over at Impact to pick up the party peacock? I mean, I think it's time. Man, you know, the way the Ring of Honor guys have come in, it's, 
it's kind of a mixed bag. I mean, Jonathan Gresham, the Ring of Honor World Champion, has been fantastic. I loved watching his work, um, getting to work with Ian Riccoboni and Bobby Cruz has been super cool. And then we've got these guys, uh, Honor No More, the likes of uh, Matt Taven, Mike Bennett, Maria Canellis Bennett, PCO, Kenny King, Vincent, like... These guys are trying to destroy the place. So, I, I mean, I'm all ears. Uh, I've seen Dalton Castle's work for a number of years, obviously. And then Bobby Fish was somebody he and I always had such great conversations uh, when we were both in WWE, NXT specifically together. I think the world of him as a person, and he is a fantastic wrestler. So I wish him all the success in the world. But, yeah, man, like that's the nice part about Impact is that they really have an open door policy. There's so much about the forbidden door. They don't believe in that. They're open for business, which is so much fun. I uh, love it. Uh, Tom Hennepin, man, we appreciate you taking the time. Do you want to make a prediction for the game? Yeah, I think I'm going to lean. Uh, I think I'm leaning Rams 27-24 over the Bengals. That, that hurts me a little bit, but I do. I had the Rams at the beginning of the year to win it all, but I did double down on the spread. But I'll, I'll take it. I'll take. I'll take a slight win. I'll take it. I'm with you. Uh, make sure you check out the the Pater podcast on the Believe Network. Tom Hannifin, you are great. I apologize for my co-host slipping into your DMs years ago. <laughs> Don't apologize. Don't apologize. Tom, and, we uh, need- hey, maybe. Maybe yeah, we need you in an Empire game. We need you in an yeah. Empire game. This is your moment. Tom's an Empire fan. Let's get him here this summer. I'm in. Well, Tom, I'm a little worried though, because I think he's only doing that so that he can get next to you. Uh, am I like, am I going to the game as a fan? How much? How many free drinks do I get? Do I get to call the game? Like, no, 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 you no, know, I'm a podcaster. Actually, a horrible idea. You know what? You oh, can't go. Oh, actually well, anymore. hey, we can have a double Tom booth for for at least one <laughs> All game. Right. All right, and, that's fine. And uh, <laughs> interesting. Team owner Mike Quarter also went to high school with Bobby Fish, and he has deep pockets when it comes to buying drinks. So, <laughs> well, that's fantastic. Listen, my people will contact your people, but I legitimately would love to see that. That would be really cool. That'd be awesome, man. Well, continue success. Thanks for taking the time, Peter. Believe Network, man. Uh, we're we're looking forward to checking out more of your stuff. Thanks a lot, guys. Have fun.